Hello, hello. Welcome to the Female ADHD podcast. My name is Sineta. And my name is Cesar. And welcome to our third episode. Today we're going to be talking about ADHD and shame. That's correct. Uh, that's a topic that uh, me as a husband of Ineta, I have noticed that it's a heavy one for her. And that is something that she carries out uh, almost every day in one way or the other. Uh, so we think that's a really important topic because uh, at the end of the day, it affects other parts of your life or many parts. So yeah, Ineta, please tell us more about shame and having ADHD, how those two play together. Okay, so I think I've been <laughs> ashamed of myself my whole life, you know, who I am. And it really impacted a lot of my behaviors, the way I interact with other people, the way I uh, speak out my thoughts or participate in anything that is happening in social, uh, in social gatherings, how I express myself in artsy ways, because we ADHD people, we are very crafty and artsy and we have a lot of these different outlets. So I definitely, definitely see that um, I've been impacted uh, in those areas a lot. And I think I say I'm sorry so much. <laughs> like for whatever smallest thing, it can be a, the stupidest thing. And I always say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So yeah, I think there's a lot of behaviors that are being influenced and maybe even, uh, how do you say not curated, but uh, led by that feeling of shame. Uh, when you were a kid, uh, a little kid, when did you think you started feeling a lot of shame and thinking, oh, the things that I'm doing, maybe I should stop because I'm feeling ashamed of myself? And mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, th I think I mentioned it last uh, episode, the, like about the masking, right? I think the masking is and the shame are two things that are going like together they correlate to one another and uh, i would say that's probably a thing when you get criticized right i i will just repeat myself from what i was saying about masking but basically when you hear all the time that you are doing it wrong you're not supposed to be that way you're not supposed to do this that's when you start feeling shame you know ashamed of constantly having to hear this for other people constantly having to say it to you and then also not knowing why can I not change it how come I am still doing these things even know what's the consequence that is gonna come at the end I still cannot change my way of being or my way doing so that's probably when it started and I think that's when it starts for a lot of ADHD years and it definitely is a very very big big thing a very very pronounced thing in our lives I think shame. definitely when shame starts appearing in in anyone's life it affects directly your self-esteem 
and mm-hmm. me being in a position when sometimes my self-esteem was low, I could tell how all the other things around my life uh, were difficult to achieve or manage, even uh, for me being a neurotypical. Uh, when your self-esteem is low, a lot of things are being impacted in your life and many things are going to become way more difficult and you're going to feel like oppressed, like in something in, your, in the chest, you know, uh, just achieving anything just becomes so, so much difficult. So yeah. now with people that have ADHD and those feelings get uh, extrapolated or intensified, uh, what do you think? the long-lasting effect of that uh, has? Well, like I mentioned, you know, not participating in different areas. For example, uh, when I was a kid, I would have so many different artistic outlets. So I would be creating my own songs, poems, and I would write uh, the chords, you know, on the guitar uh, for those songs. And I would go and participate in school uh, competitions and Uh, concerts and so on but uh, I remember being criticized by one of my family members one time when I was uh, preparing for one of these uh, competitions I was playing with the guitar and I was singing my song and she said are you gonna sing like this on the on the stage with your eyes closed you look so stupid and to this day, it's, it really stayed with me and it really is still playing. You know, that's what I hear very often whenever I want to do something that I create myself. Um, now I don't do that much of, of singing or I don't really create the poems because very soon after experiencing that criticism, I also went through bullying. So I was bullied, I believe it was seventh grade, eighth grade around that time. And that was a time when I really stopped uh, expressing myself. But even now that I'm a dancer, I've been dancing my whole life. Even now my phone is full of videos of, of dances that I created or some little combos that I created that I nobody have seen it. And even I don't really watch them because before even watching it I'm already ashamed of it I'm already like oh yeah it looks awful I I what am I even pretending to be you know but then on the flip side when I see somebody else's um combination um, since I'm talking about dancing uh somebody else's dance uh, moves or combinations that are being put out there you know on social media I think I, I know that my combination would be better would be better or is better but I still when it flips and I look at mine I'm like no no this is you know not to my standard not up to my standard so definitely that's one of the places where it's uh, kind of playing out yeah now that you mentioned dancing when you showed me your some of your dance videos I was like oh my god she dances so well and then I ask you, I remember asking you, why don't you compete? Uh, you should be competing oh, yeah. if, you, if you like it so much. And you, right away you said, I notice how even your um, posture, posture, your, uh, how your body spoke at that time, uh, you kind of even shrunk and mm-hmm. said like, no, no, I, I don't like it. I wouldn't like to be on stage mm-hmm. in a competition where everybody's, you know, looking 
and criticizing well in general you know i would say probably this dance um atmosphere and this whole area of dancing is very friend <laughs> unfriendly to people with adhd because there's a lot of um competition a lot of uh, snarky comments being said to one another a lot of uh uh i don't even want to say like putting the other down so i would be in the front line right so it's it's something that really used to trigger my rejection sensitivity and and it would not uh kind of um evoke those feelings of oh i'm gonna show to them the way i am it would be like oh yeah they're right i'm i i'm not good i'm i'm just pretending to be good you know and whenever i hear a compliment and and somebody like saying oh you you know you dance so good or you do this right away i'm like no 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 i'm not you know you I, would minimize it or absolutely you wouldn't believe it no that's it yeah absolutely so that that's one of the areas in that artistic place but there are more areas where this shame is playing out for example you know i'm i always felt very ashamed to bring in friends into the house because of of the way my room is you know it's very yeah. disorganized it's, it, there are piles upon piles upon piles and I just wouldn't want my friends to come. I remember standing in front of my door and having it closed kind of and say, oh, let's go downstairs because it's not my controlled area. So it's cleaner, of course, because I do have some instances where even my close friends would come over and they would say, oh, your room again, like, oh, blah, 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 you know? And it's like, oh, these are the people that I am kind of safe with. I feel safe to share whatever stuff you know talk about sex uh, even though there was no sex when i was that age but <laughs> talking about sex and talking about this and that and blah 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 but when it comes to not being tidy it's it's very it's being shamed a lot in our society so that's another area where i would feel a lot of shame then i mentioned before that i would constantly say i'm sorry i'm sorry and 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 that's uh, i have this really funny story when i was getting my driver's license that i end up not getting in lithuania <laughs> um i had this really really nice driving instructor and every time i was would sit into the car i would do some kind of mistake like not showing the blinkers or you know like going too fast or too jerky of a mood he would comment because he has to do it right and i would say oh i'm sorry i'm sorry and every time he corrects me I'm like i'm sorry and i remember maybe like a third or fourth uh lesson he said you don't have to say sorry you know i'm an instructor i have to correct you stop saying sorry that much and of course mine was i'm sorry <laughs> so you know again being ashamed for these such a stupid things for I was learning at the time. I was trying to to learn a new skill and yet I was already ashamed for not knowing the things that nobody even expected from me to know right away. So that's just a few of the instances where where we feel that shame. Yeah, and I think once you go everything it's a practice. So there will be times that you will feel less ashamed, but you need to practice um, that trust in yourself. But I know it's hard when you grow up with such a constant um, interaction that makes you feel ashamed. So 
from the perspective and what you've seen with the Bellary DHD group, um, have you guys uh, talked about it uh, in specific with the ladies about shame and I guess uh, being in a close environment with them, uh, yeah, which yeah. is the sessions? Um, I guess they shared more openly. So if you can That's share exactly, a exactly. So that shame again, since it plays in, you know, it seeps into so many areas of our lives and really controls a lot of our actions uh it's really interesting to see how at the beginning they're they are a little bit more hesitant to share certain things about themselves or to even interrupt participate into you know the the part where we're talking to one another because we you know we get very excited about things and then we start talking and nobody can interrupt us so it, there is that hesitation that i can notice at the beginning when they just start joining us but then with time you know there are these little steps where they blur something out and they're like oh my god how is this going to be perceived and when they see that there's like no reaction to that or there is just like a little laughter it's like oh my god you know i did that too or listen to my story i cannot believe that i did it you know that's the moment where they're like oh yeah okay okay so that's it's not being it's not being uh, how do you say it my god overblown overblown into something bigger it's like you know not being reactive negatively that's when when they started to participate even more and more and feel less of shame to share everything that happens to them even to the point where sometimes they go to the restroom and they're like okay wait i'm gonna point somewhere out and i'll be here in the toilet you know and i'm gonna just continue just tell i want to listen to what you guys are talking so that shame is really being kind of left out from our groups and it's really nice to see how we hear about everything about their untidiness in a house and we all sometimes put the goals of for the goals of um, cleaning certain areas, right? So we have a week where we say, okay, let's look what really bothers me the most in my house. Because again, we do not like that untidiness. We like the way, you know, it looks when it's clean and it's, it doesn't create that overwhelm in our minds. But just our way of being, it's not tidy. So that is a big shame uh, and that's that's something that we sometimes work and address on but we definitely are like yeah you know sometimes we see the them joining in they say oh wait let me fix my camera i'm gonna go to the other room because it's kind of untidy we're like what the hell don't worry you know it's it's fine look at my room and then everybody starts sharing their messes <laughs> yeah. and it's like oh yeah okay okay so definitely it's a process of learning to not overthink it and i'm saying not to overthink in our group because again when you go out and and talk to the other people neurotypical people when society when you are being you know judged for all these things then again we learn to to kind of mask it and how to cope with it and here you don't have to do it because other adhd people they most likely they're exactly same way they experience that that was one of the first things that i was kind of creeped out when i started researching adg and looking into adhd uh, was the fact that i felt that whenever i see videos of of the others i was feeling 
oh my god that's kind of creepy because that's exactly my story that's how i am what the hell how come that person says it's my story but it's my story (laughs) so you know most likely the things that you do that you're ashamed of other adhd people also do and they're also ashamed of so i think it's very important to normalize and and being in this environment with others just like you plays a very big big part in 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 normalizing it yeah uh so yeah if you're a woman listening to this podcast and you think or you have adhd diagnosed uh, and you want to find like a silver lining or a shoulder to lean on or ears to hear you you can book a session with Ineta uh, you can go to bellaradhd.com it is b-e-l-l-a-r-a-d-h-d.com yeah just book a session uh, it's only 30 minutes and there's no payment uh, yeah, no beginning. obligations, no nothing. Yeah, you, you don't can... have to give us our, your credit card information. Exactly. <laughs> so um, she will be in the sessions. Uh, you can trust that uh, the ladies we've talked about, they've been with Ineta for over a year. So they've built consistency. They do a little bit of physical activity and their lives have improved massively. So uh, give it a try. Yeah. And... I guess that's that for today. Thank you so much for those who are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And also for those who are on YouTube. Thank you so much. And I guess uh, we're going to see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.